This is Urasawa Boys, a podcast where you read and discuss the works of uh, manga artist and author Naoki Urasawa. Uh, right now, we're reading Monster, and Monster deals with a lot of dark and troubling topics and themes, so a list of content warnings is going to be available in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt Fennell. Yeah, you know, uh, we're taking it easy. We're taking it kind of chill, um, which is kind of funny because this is maybe the best reading we've had yet. Hot damn, it's real good. Look at it it's, go. It's real good, but, but, it's chill. It's a rainy, gloomy Sunday. I was awake until eight in the morning. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> playing, no, sorry, I tell a lie, nine. Oh um, no! Uh, mostly playing <laughs> Vampire Survivors is what happened to me last night. Okay. Uh, and also not presently having a job. My sleep schedule, uh, if I don't have anything to do, it ceases to exist. <laughs> so, uh, quarantine was a lot of fun when that happened. Like, my, it just, like, kept rotating around the clock. I, it, it was funny. Anyway, um, Vampire Survivors, pretty fun game. Yeah, I know a lot of people like it. It seems neat. I'm I'm a big Castlevania person. Yeah. Well, I was resistant to it because I'm like, well, this is this is just brainless. But it's not brainless actually. It's, it's yeah. Pretty. It's pretty. It's got all those roguelike things that people like. It all the does. all the considerations like doing builds and stuff like that. Yeah, it does. It has it has that loop down pat flat. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's it is Sunday, and in lieu of a nice hot rock to lay on in the sun. We are inside, and the blinds are closed, and we're going to talk about some comic books. We're going to talk about comic books. That's what we're doing today. Um, hey, yeah, you already mentioned that this is an exciting reading. I think uh, you know we were both a little more down on the last chunk of reading. Uh, yeah, we I think really. <laughs> after <laughs> we finished reading, after we finished recording on Monday, I think uh-huh. both of us immediately read the next chapters. And then yeah. said, oh, we got to record like tomorrow, if yeah. at all possible. <clears throat> this is so good. Um, and it is. It's There's a lot going on here and a lot to, I I think there's a couple pages where I screamed out. Well, there's one in particular where I screamed out loud when it, <laughs> when it happened. Yeah, um, I bet. I, I think I, I think I know which one. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited to, if I can guess, but I'm pretty, I, I, I feel like I, I know it. Um yeah, really, the the transition from last reading to this one is kind of jarring. It's stark in, in and some way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really, it's, um, he just went from zero to 60. He put it straight into fifth, and you're like, this should have stalled out, but no, man. You know, it really, it juiced it. Uh, it's super fun. Like, we get so much, like, thematic meat to mm-hmm. chew on. As well as a lot of forward plot motion, and two, two really, good characters, really good characters, great Arasawa Both of opens. them are good. And really, if you want to talk about, like, I mean, last reading and this reading, it's so I'm so happy that they're right next to each other. Yes, 
because being able to contrast them, being able to say, here's what makes this one work, and here's what makes this exact same thing <laughs> in this other reading not work. Yep. You know, like, he's trying to do the same thing, but, you know, like, and we're just going to be able to get into that, and it's going to be, you know, like, structurally informative, I think. Uh, and just that's just really exciting to me. And, uh, yeah, like, I don't, I don't think I have much at all bad to, uh, bad to say about this reading. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm hardly down on anything. I don't think I have anything bad to say. I, you know, I have some questions that are raised by some of the revelations and there are some, there are some things in this story specifically related to Johan and Nina being twins that have mm. always made me nervous. And I think we've talked about it the whole time through Mo and more it is nervous as someone who is a fan of the character of nina fortner um sure, sure so sure. yeah yeah we'll, we'll i see i think um man I, I i cannot wait to talk about that actually yeah that's that's also going to be really really fun to talk about that's good um super neat all right uh so we can jump we wanna, into it we can jump into it we could also kick back for a second um matt yeah. uh what's what's your opinion uh on on what up to you uh <laughs> i i don't know um i will you said you uh, on the reading i mean i i already said what my opinion was no no just on any just on oh just something. on stuff just um, on something yeah because maybe that maybe at this point you know the listeners are used to us shooting the shit a bit yeah, yeah. So yeah. I figure, I figure yeah. there, there might be some shit to be shot, is what we I got, think. We got some pizza last night, um, and it was Detroit oh, yeah. style pizza, which I am a fan of cheese and bread, and Detroit style pizza delivers okay. a lot of that because it's I the square. I still haven't, I haven't properly tried Detroit. I mean, I it's it's the square, the Little Caesars. I want a fucking deep dish, man. I want to eat like I have never had a deep dish pizza. Proper, oh, really? I think. Oh, yeah. very good. It's just I mean, never it's, happened. It's like a lasagna is basically yeah, what it man. ends up being, and like a and like a, a the Chicago style or the Detroit style, also kind of like a lasagna. It's just a lot of cheese and bread, so it's it's a good time. Uh, we had that before we went. We went to a concert last night. Um, oh, cool. We saw this band Dexter and the Moonrocks, that is a TikTok band. Um, hmm. Which I have a lot of thoughts about them. Just the bit that they do on TikTok that I don't know if they it's... do a bit. What bit do they do? Well, I don't know if we want to talk <laughs> oh, about. God. So what they do <laughs> is they have a wall, okay, where they print out and uh, hang pictures of the different types of goth women that you find on TikTok. So like, oh, I don't, I don't really know if that's a, I don't think that's a good bit. I think, I that's a think little... it's very creepy is like, yeah, honestly, skeevy. kind of, the, and that like sounds skeevy. all of the women that are featured seem to be like a fans of this bit and they've done that like, makes it worse. Yeah. And they've had, there's TikToks where it's like, we met some of them at one of our concerts. Uh Oh, and I, I don't know. There it makes no, me very mm, nervous mm, mm, is the, no, no, mm, mm. um, just because <laughs> you know we talk about warp tour and uh, yeah. yeah and pop punk music and what yeah. front men of bands are like and i just feel like we're setting up a lot of dominoes here <laughs> it really we are taking we are taking a big bite of cereal on so, this one yeah so my plan was cuz the tickets were super cheap cuz they're not a very big band um i thought my, you were about to say good 
Well, they unfortunately they're pretty good. Um, which I mean, I think... it happens. I think at this point it's pretty well established that you do not have to be a good person to make good music. Yeah. So we, I got the tickets. They were pretty cheap. Um, they're at a venue that I had been to before. It used to be bigger. They closed one of their stages during COVID, so it was in a part of the venue mm. I hadn't been to before. It was upstairs. They don't have air conditioning. So we Ooh. were in an upstairs, and it was a packed show. In so, Chattanooga. In, in the July. summer. Yeah. Like, and so oh. it was extremely hot, and we had just eaten, like, probably about a pound and a half each of bread and cheese. Oh, um, my God. And it was hell. It was so terrible. That I sounds mean, like, like the greasiest concert I mean, I had to, I had to, dude, like, bodily fluids warning i had to go and like throw up a little bit yeah, to, yep, to be able yep. to continue yep, the night so god <laughs> fucking it was not fucking. fun um it was uh, like the, the music was good they put on a good show uh but i the joke was i was like well i'm gonna go and frown disapprovingly um and so i did uh the and like probably unsurprisingly the makeup of that crowd was mostly dudes who look like me and you and not the yeah, ta- weird. tattooed goth weird women. how yeah. that happens huh. who would have thought yeah yeah, That's, yeah. Oh, man i just, just i didn't real, see that one a real head scratcher uh-huh yeah. <laughs> jesus christ so, <laughs> that was honestly a little bit relieving for me that i was like okay Maybe it is just a bit. Like, it's still a bit that I don't like, but I don't know. So, opinions. Um... There you go, opinions. Here's here's my thing that I'll, that I'll gripe about. I already griped about this to Matt before recording, but I'll gripe about it to you, dear listener. Um, I went to my normal halal truck today, and the guys were not the normal guys, and they fucked up my order. I told them, no tomato, they put tomato on, and both of the sandwiches were not hot. They were lukewarm. What's the fucking problem? What's the matter with you? Is kind yeah, of my feeling good. about it. It's just, it pisses me off. It's my least favorite thing. When when my normal guy isn't there and the other guy fucks it up. Because the other guy always fucks it up. If it's not your normal guy, you know he's gonna fuck it up. Never I have I seen a substitute guy that did even close to as good yeah. as the regular guy. Yeah, You can't no, no, substitute no. your guys. You're not wrong. I so the coffee place across the street from me where I go uh about once or twice a week. Usually I will roll straight out of bed and walk over in my gym shorts and and hoodie. And I don't like it when it's the same girl there every time because I I know that her image she of me knows. is yeah, that she knows that I'm <laughs> I'm this gremlin who like has shown up in flip-flops and god <laughs> so i like it when it's different people uh, over there but i do agree with you that most of the time you want you want a regular guy you don't you don't look i'm a big fan of routine and tradition Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm with you that you can just immediately get thrown off balance when the wrong guy is there look i don't even like obviously like having a regular guy you love to make friends with the regular guy but for me it's not even about like necessarily like some kind of like maintaining tradition of the guy it's just that the the they substitute guys are right. never as good mm-hmm. they are never as good and that that's what gets me it's it's about the food it's about the nosh um all right i think that is i enough. think we bantered yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, th- I think that's i think that's good um <laughs> yeah <laughs> listeners jump in uh leave a comment leave an opinion uh let us know let us know what you think do you have a guy 
Do you have a guy somewhere? That a regular guy who you who you love? Yeah, tell us about your guys. Tell us what what's who's your guy? Give us a um, catalog of guys. I want a binder full of guys by the end of this. <laughs> um, let's get this party started. Ooh. Uh, Matt, I'm first. One fourteen. The spy's child. Oh um, yeah. Okay. We open on Verdamin as he sits and stews with Lunga's questions and revelations about his father and Franz Bonaparte, remembering the torment he revealed being branded the son of a spy. After a while, he's called away to pick up his wife and his new child from the hospital. Tenma is waiting in Verdamin's car and holds him at gunpoint, asking about Ava, convinced that Bauer slash Roberto is in league with Verdamin. Verdamin is confused, and Tenma reveals that Bauer is Roberto, causing Verdamin to slam on the brakes and monologue about trust and innocence and how his belief in his clients has always been a front. After his father's conviction was overturned, Verdamin found a notebook with indisputable proof that his father was indeed a spy and his worldview crumbled. Tenma realizes that Roberto must be after the notebook and the two head to Verdamin's house, which has been ransacked. A note left behind by Roberto, as Ava, taunts Tenma and tells him to meet at the Red Rose Mansion to save her. Verdamin produces a notebook from inside of the Summer Over the Rainbow album, gives it to Tenma in a true act of trust, and says that he doesn't need it anymore. And then we get some, like, shots of him and his, his young, his, his new baby. As Tenma heads out again, sad Hulk music. <laughs> yep, there it is. Yeah. Oh, man, this chapter is interesting. So how do you feel about Verdamin now? Much better. I still don't like him very much, but this is like a good like capper on this guy's deal. Yeah. I think we could have gotten here in two instead of in four, and I would have been happier. I don't. Really... I don't need to see a lot of him. I don't. I don't really care for him still. So <laughs> yeah, the note that I have, um, and I forget precisely which part of the chapter uh, I made this note about. Oh. No, yeah, yeah. It was their conversation in the car, and my note was, is this really the best way for us to have learned this LMAO? <laughs> like, like, like you said, two instead of four. But to me, the main problem is the fact that it was so strongly signposted from, like, the from third the page jump. he was there. Yeah. We were like, he's like, well, I'm not the son of a spy. And then we're like, okay, so, so he's the son of a spy then, and that's kind of his deal. You know, it, it's... It's too fucking easy to guess, and while Urasawa is not always unpredictable, and he can do a lot of great stuff with predictability, this wasn't one of those times. No, you know, I, yeah, this was this was just kind of you know it is what it is. Um, there's some yeah. stuff in this that I like. I like the the conversation they have in the car when Tema says, you know, no more victims. Yes. I like that. That's a new phrase that we haven't seen before, and it starts to recontextualize. I mean, like, of course he has been trying to stop Johan. It's always, can we stop Johan before he but, does But, like, else? his desperation is really mounting. Yeah. No more victims is like, okay, that is the that is the sign that we hang over the, you know, mm, the back over half this. of this. Yeah, Maybe back third at this point. Back third, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. No more victims. I, I think that is a really good watchword for tenma and and part of his evolution right as we're seeing him you know like go and he's like well I've i gotta, have to kill johan like from... i gotta kill johan mm -hmm. you know like at first it was just because of you know like like out of guilt like i'm responsible for this but as the body count has mounted 
like, it's less about him, and now it's more about people just keep dying, Mm -hmm. and I can't handle that. Yep. So, like, I have to kill him just so that other people stop dying. Uh, And I think that's a really cool... uh, Like, I don't think he ever says it in so many words. No. But I I think that that... That space is just absolutely fucking fascinating because we've talked about how this is like kind of a thriller uh, and how Tenma is not a thriller protagonist, but he Mm -hmm. is the protagonist of this one. I think this is a great example of him behaving in truly non-protagonist ways. Like he just gets in this car and points the fucking gun at this guy. Has he done this a couple times already? It seems like his favorite move. Like he loves to use the gun in the car. Did he do it in the first half of the story at some point? Yes. He did. He did when he was with uh, Mr. Lawyer and Mr. Doctor, I think, right? He did it with Mr. No, no, no. It it wasn't Mr. Lawyer and Mr. Doctor. He did it um, in... Uh, Did he do it in Prague? No, I can't remember what city the the baby stuff went down in, but it was the Turkish quarter. Frankfurt, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, he did it 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 in Frankfurt. It was Um, when General Wolf had him. That's where he did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then he did it another time fairly recently. Yeah, yeah, with with Gunter to get them. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so he just loves to... He loves to <laughs> pull the gun in the car. Uh, for a guy, for a guy who who has only ever non-lethally shot one person, he, he points sure that gun around to wave lot. that thing around. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. He's, we're we're just really in grizzled Tenma era now. Mm-hmm. He's got some good Big facial time. hair in this reading. Yeah. yeah, and and but yeah, but like I was saying, just. His behavior is just, it's not thriller protagonist behavior. He is scared and he is desperate and he is, he's just struggling. He's struggling real bad. Yeah. Um, what else do I have? Oh, I have like two little like cinema sensey notes that I am almost hesitant to bring up that, well, these are like good. They like resolve problems that I had before. One sure. is a thing that we talked about last reading where you said the timeline seems weird. I wonder if it's a misprint, and it 100% is, because the date yeah. that Lunga gave last time was 1996 of the meetup here, but in the in him remembering it, and then when we see the notebook, it's 1966 is, is what yeah. the meeting is, which there is, I think, is. what you posited. The other thing uh, is... I think I said 70. I, I wasn't guessing 60. That's quite early. Yeah, I think you just you just said that it was I you, Early, you probably just said it was wrong. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, um, I did always think I don't think I brought this up. I thought it was weird that um Tenma's patients had apparently hired Roberto. Like how did he manage to do that? I was like, that mm. doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. And then in this one where we kind of get the reveal, oh no, Roberto just did this as a like a way to get at that notebook. Like that that makes a lot more sense to me than he, uh. you know, put out ads in the newspaper about yeah because he's not a real lawyer he's not a like, lawyer how did not a, yeah <laughs> how did he trick them i mean um, unless unless he was a lawyer back in you know czechoslovakia and that was his front east, for being east germany east germany, germany. Um, i don't know i mean who knows what's up with roberto <laughs> jesus but i, I thought even, that was weird do we even get i don't know if we ever get any like 
history. I don't, know I don't if want ever get any backstory. I just want him to no, be our, yeah. our trusted friend, True. Roberto. Our trusted who, friend. Who lives in the abandoned warehouse down the road. You know what? Like, we've, been, we've been saying it. We've said before. We've said before, Johan is baby girl. But I think, I think somebody Roberto should stand up and say probably that baby Roberto girl. Is, is baby girl. Where's my Roberto edits? We've like, come so I, far from his introduction as the butler who plays it's chess. So, it's, it's so, so funny. Fun. It's so funny how every time Roberto shows up, we just like cheer we're like, we yes! And holler. We love it. Yes! <laughs> it's fucking... He's here! He's, he's just a bad penny, man. He just keeps showing up. Yeah. It's really... <laughs> he's just like our mascot at this point i mean i love i he's love gonna come away high in the power murderer. rankings yeah oh oh yeah <laughs> uh god um i think like i i do wish that i had more to say about this chapter thematically but i don't think i do the only um, other big note i had was oh man we got some real dad issues coming up here and that seems to continue through a couple of the other stories this time oh yeah that's true parenting pa- parentage okay heritage yeah. okay mm-hmm. there is absolutely there's a theme there family parenting good good catch good catch uh i the only other note that i have is there's a really cool very thriller uh moment just genuinely brilliant writing uh there's a letter here for you you know uh Vertiman says does that mean Ava's alive? And Tenma says, no, that's not her handwriting. It's good. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if I've... Have you ever seen this move before? That's not her handwriting? Well, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, right? fake fake notes. That happens. Uh, that actually yeah, but happens. Like, but in... fake notes, sure. But But does it happen in the sense of, like, the kidnapper taunting them? Uh, I don't think in that way. I just yeah. like I, the way that I read it is like Roberto knows that. Oh, you Tenma, think so? And yeah, that, Roberto yeah, knows okay. that Tenma will be able to tell. So then it's it's like mocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, okay. and that yeah. like and that makes it just like so cool and creepy and and fuck you. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean because you're right because it's not like this is his plan to lure Tenma there because they get there and Roberto is not there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that makes more sense to me. You're right. I yeah, I haven't seen that before, and it's that's that's pretty cool yeah and then and then i guess themes of you know belief and trust hmm. Tama says it's probably better not to trust anyone who carries a gun that's Which... a pretty hard line yeah <laughs> yeah it's good, um, it's a good line. i i do like at the end that vertiman has this you know it's revealed that his whole thing has just been like a front and there's nothing at the center of it and i think we did we say he felt empty before and so it's like we yeah didn't no. say he felt empty but we talked about how we talked about how there was something off and how he was kind of an inverse of some other character right but, so like yeah learning yeah. that okay yeah it seemed false because it was and it was, he's just yeah. been he's been this like black hole of conflict you know and then the, yeah, his one it till he may making it yeah and um, then his genuine moment of trust for tenma right at the end where like i'm going to give this to you right like this thing that reveals my whole cover story is a lie like i'm yeah. giving it to you i'm trusting you with it i don't need it anymore this is for you now um yeah. I, that's like a good you know good moment you know what growth. that is you know what is interesting about that actually is it's it is 
a rare moment of... And, like, obviously characters pass into and out of this story, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, this is a moment where we see someone exit the genre. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of people get pulled into the genre, but Verdamin gets to leave. He has a family. He walks off with his child. They seem fine. I don't remember if anything happens to them, but I don't think anything does. He's kicking around a little bit. Like, we, I think we get a couple more scenes with him, but, like, this is the end of his story mm. as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah, yeah and definitely. you're right. We haven't had anyone have a clean exit at this point. Yeah, you know. Um, it, it's sweet. And maybe there's maybe there's something there about, about family and trust mm-hmm. helping you move past uh move, move past harm done in in the past uh and i think lastly and then we can move on to the next chapter mm-hmm. talking about tenma as being a, a non a non-thriller protagonist in a thriller and then thinking harder about the thing about it's better not to trust anybody that carries a gun and about how strongly monster is anti-violence and anti-killing uh i wonder if we could start to think about and conceptualize Monster itself as an anti-thriller. Hmm. I'll have to sit and think about that for a little bit longer. I um, don't know enough about thrillers to necessarily say. I am It is. I am positing. It's an it interesting, a, yeah, it's an yeah. interesting proposal. So I, I'll continue to sit and think on this. Please do, please do. You're the expert. Yeah, All right. I, you know, I've got a PhD in this or something. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Okay, chapter 115. Tenma hitches a ride with a guy um, on the way on the way back to the Czech Republic, reading uh, Vertiman's father's journal, and he accepts a sandwich. Uh, Reichwein and Vertiman talk, and Vertiman's like. Yeah, so Tenma, yeah, he's going. He he just kind of left. Uh, he's going to the Red Rose Mansion. We then jump back to uh the uh, the three frogs three months ago when Nina and Dieter were there, and she remembers where the Red Rose Mansion is. Her and Dieter explore it. They open the door that must not be opened. And we see a room full of dead people through Nina's eyes. She passes out and hits the floor. Good stuff, man. I mean, that is a hard... Woo! She takes a hard fall at the end of yeah, that. Yeah, like her head, a- like it makes the sound. You can see it. She Bang. is hitting hardwood. It yeah. is Oof. holy cow. Yeah, concussion right there. Yeah. Um wow. Yeah. This is this is a weird chapter. The time skip is not a thing that I mean, we've had people do flashbacks before, but we have never been like, uh, hey, it's been a while since we checked <laughs> yeah. in on Nina and Dieter. Th- uh, this happened three months ago. Yeah, three months ago. So yeah. <laughs> it's a it's it's kind of weird that it happened three months ago. Like I'm it's not weird. It's weird that it happened three months ago and that it's in here now, but it's also like thinking about the last couple of readings. It's it needs to go here, doesn't it? I I mean probably. I as how long has yeah. Tenma been in prison? Maybe that's the thing that it doesn't feel like he was in there for very long, but he must have been. 
I mean, it, it must have been, been three months. It must have been a, a, like a couple of months, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, which which would make some amount of sense. Like he had time to get along and do all the talking and everything. And yeah, that that whole deal does take time. It takes but time. Yeah, the the timeline does feel a little bit like, oh wow, it's it's been that long. Which which happens a lot in Monster is is just that like, oh, I guess I guess time has passed. Yeah, I so I, most of the time, honestly, I prefer not to think about the timeline. I think it just makes it. Yeah. yeah, I think you just then become you know confused and distraught by it. I yeah. I just which like is, to let the story wash over yeah. me and think about the thematics. The timeline, I don't know. I'm sure there are stories where you could make the like focusing on the timeline something that was rewarding and interesting and like part of the experience but to me here it's just like all right yeah stories move forward this is a serialized story time is passing i would i would say that that's urasawa's perspective on it as well because he doesn't spend any time on timelines Mm -hmm. he just mentions it every once in a while and it's really not important you could read the you could read the whole thing without the I mean, it almost even feels like a note that someone was like, hey, um, (laughs) did this happen right now? You should probably mention this happened a while ago. Like, how long was he in there? So it's, I don't know. We've talked, we've already talked longer about it than I I think it's important, but it's a, it's just a weird move that we haven't seen before. But yeah, it's a, it's a cool chapter. Um, Do we want to talk about the Tenma stuff first or the Nina stuff first? Well, let's talk about the, let's talk about the Tenma stuff. Um, Okay. Once again, the healing power of sandwiches on full display. Love, love it. Love to see it. I'm going to get a sandwich for dinner after we finish. There you go. Love a sandwich. It's always always on that. That looks like a Kaiser. Looks like mm-hmm. a Kaiser roll to me. Um, Yeah, man. I I do. It is also fun that this guy, that this air trucker is like, where are you from? Oh, I don't know if Japanese folk like this kind of thing. <laughs> it's so you know, sweet. Like, it's so I, nice. I don't know if Japanese people like sandwiches. I don't know if y'all got those over there. I mean, but look, I guess that's a fair yeah. question. I mean, in in the nineties, you know, and this and this fucking guy, you know, this like this German, German like, truck driver, yeah, dude. Like, I I expect he's not really sure if they've got if they've got sandwiches out there. So it's it's a fantastic you know. question, honestly. Do you got yeah. sandwiches where you come from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I do think. Is there anything that jumps out to you in the journal? at all there's one I, thing that jumps out at me i am curious if this code resolves to anything or if it's just garbly gook it's like because there's, there's there's some no way. i yeah i can't imagine that it does but um i'm yeah it's it's neat uh it's very sinister it's it's very interesting uh yeah. is the mention of the reading group kids here or is this later no that's later uh no it's it's on the first page held a reading held a children's reading group in the afternoon okay yeah because my note here yeah. was are these reading group children in danger are they all out there somewhere and i became concerned for the the reading group children mm. uh which we'll continue to we'll continue to talk yeah. about uh yeah, they come up later yeah i i think the thing and what's this, the note for you yeah here for me what i'm curious about is it says in the journal dignity an amazing experiment deprived of dignity Mm. and i don't know what that connects to and it raises the question like is are the people involved deprived of their dignity is the experiment itself deprived of dignity by being like clandestine i don't know but if we want to keep an eye out for any other mentions of something like dignity you know, maybe we can make something happen there. Hey, hang on. Hang on. What is dignity? 
the value of human life? Are some lives worth more than others? Oh, oh, right. Oh, Dignity. Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're coming. It seems like that is more of a central. I mean, we always said it was a central topic, but yeah. here we go. Here we go. Here it is. We're yep. winding it up. I mean, more than anything, this is a note probably I should have said at the top. It now does feel like we're shifting into finale time. I mean, there's two volumes left. Yes. Right? Yeah. So that's uh, like 36 chapters. But we are, there is less of this comic to read than we've ever had before. We're getting, mm-hmm. the roller coaster is maybe like it's going up the hill, right? We're not <laughs> quite at the stall at the top yet, but we're. God, I cannot wait. I just can't wait. Ooh-wee. Um yeah. uh, The conversation between Verdeman and Reichwein is. Reichwein's in his exasperated era. This whole <laughs> <laughs> talk of on. Yeah. I also love that Reichwein is like, why didn't you stop him? And Vredeman says, you know you can't stop him. <laughs> and then later Reichwein is like, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have been able to do it either. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. I love Dr. Reichwein. Glad he's still I love here. Seeing and that him. we always get to see him. Yep. Yep. I miss Otto, but I'll take I, Reichwein. I do miss Otto. Uh but we'll see. It maybe Otto will come back. I don't know. All right. On to the Nina stuff. The and Nina stuff. Matt, if I had to guess, the page that made you pop off was that double wide spread. Well, that's of one of the ones bodies. that made me pop off because yeah. and that is a that is a great spread because we've seen the empty room like three or four times with yeah. Lunga with other people, right? And it's like, what happened in here? And we just know that it was like a mm-hmm. bunch of people died here. And then it's like, mm-hmm. boom, here we go. We're seeing it. Here it is. Um, and I think we maybe saw a flash. Of, well, we saw the wine, the shattered wine glasses in one of Nina's flashbacks. Um, and now, yeah, but it's now like, we get this like grisly. Everyone's faces are just like horrible, scary looking. You know, like yeah. just a ton of people dead on the floor, wine glasses everywhere. Kind of honestly makes me think. Oh, go on. Oh well, did I invoke Jonestown already? Have I done that in one of the uh, previous? You episodes? know what? I think maybe you did, or maybe yeah. you just talked about it to me before, but. Where and because that's the feeling I get here as well, right? Is like mass poisoning of all the people in this yeah. room. Is, you know what? It, you know what? It kind of makes me think of looking at it and thinking about it again. It makes me think of like a Renaissance painting. Ooh, like, like one of those. Of, uh, one of those. What's the ones with all the freaky little guys? The triptychs <laughs> that that dude does. Yeah, the Garden yeah, of yeah. Earthly Delights. Yeah, some something like that. Or, you know, just. Just like, like maybe like a painting from like the air of the fucking plague or whatever, oh, you know. Yeah. But like, there's something, there's something in like the the spread and the angle of it, the fact that there's all these all these bodies. It's it's really interesting, uh, and it's really, you know, we don't we don't get a lot of big two page spreads in this manga, right? We've no. we've called them out every time they happen because Urasawa Urasawa knows it's a big gun. And he only pulls him out when, when like it's time for a big gun. And brother, this is a bazooka. It Man. rules. It's so good. Um. Yeah. No. This whole session's good. I the the first note I have is them wandering. Dieter and Nina wandering around the city trying to find this. Um, trying to find the mansion. It did. It reminds me of who was the boy that Johan kidnapped? What was that boy's name? Milos. Milos doing his thing, wandering around the city looking for his mom. It feels mm. like, you know, we're 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 doing that again. We've got lots yeah. of just a lost kid. Lost lost kids. Um it's good. 
they're in the car at one point she's trying to retrace their steps and we get like a split second of a car ride that we'd seen in a flashback bleeding into the present day right where it's like because they're just in it's a taxi driver there's no one in the passenger seat and nina looks up at the passenger seat for a second and has that memory of the man telling her you know don't keep anything from him that we saw in the in the flashback and like that's i like that i think that's fun imagery where we've got these two kind of scenes of car rides bleeding into each other um yeah, as the totally. past is like rushing back to her mm-hmm. uh it's it's good yeah it's really it's really cool and yep her head just hits the floor real hard she takes a fall uh do you have any do you have any notes here other than the the spread for this no for this I, I think ass? this is a pretty i think this is a pretty straightforward chapter yeah like it's, it's, it's not keying us up for stuff yeah it's it's super important it's very mm-hmm. impactful um but uh yeah i don't i don't think it's particularly deep or anything yeah i think all uh last one is all the shots of like how time seems to slow down anytime anyone's opening this door i think is really good right like this yes door the that door must not be always yeah. the door always gets like a number of lead up panels yeah before anyone opens it awesome yeah, the door is actually the door is a really strong symbol. Oh wait, that reminds me. You had a um, note. You said something about you. It was either a correction that you needed the door, made, yes, or a the thought door you had about must, the door that must not be open. Yeah. The, uh, well, okay. First off, the correction. Thanks for reminding me. The correction is um, last episode, or maybe you know the episode before. I said something about uh, Johan killing indirectly and not getting his own hands dirty, and I'm sure everyone listening started yelling at me because I forgot. About when he killed Junkers with a gun. Oh, in yeah, I did months. too. <laughs> so I, I was reading the episode and I, heard, and I heard myself say that and I was like, fuck. Um, so if you guys, if, you, if that made you lose all faith in me, I understand, but I fixed it. I, I, I remembered. Uh, so that's, that's the retraction. The other thing, the door that must not be opened is the door to the past. Mm. It's the door to memory. Mm. The door to trauma. So it's 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 all of it's all of that stuff. The 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 things that happen in the past that make us who we are that we cannot bear to think about. Um but that which also inevitably invisibly control us. Um because this is also a manga about being puppeted around by your trauma yeah um you hey, know speaking, so... speaking of puppets oh, whoa. <laughs> oh look at that speaking of puppets uh sorry if you i don't know if you're done i couldn't resist i, I mean segue. that's that's yeah no it's yeah. a really good segue unless you have unless that brings up anything for you uh the, um, the only thing i was gonna say is that that phrase a door that shouldn't be opened um and i th- i think this is pro- i you just saying it made me think about it um you know a lot of times i've talked about the this scene in this room uh what i have said is it feels like we're doing a summoning right we're su- it's the monster was born in this room we're summoning this thing into this room yeah um i grew up in a the the denomination that i grew up in was you know evangelical christian one of the things that happened a lot in the 90s and 2000s when i was growing up i don't know if this still happens i was like asking my sister to try to see like if this was a thing that happened to her when she was in middle school we had because i went to church school we had we would have like assemblies right where people would come in and tell us like satanic panic stories right like about you know their friends who'd gotten possessed by demons and stuff um it was i mean it was a lot it was very intense and it was a thing that i was very scared of when i was a kid Uh, and one of the phrases that i know that people used a lot 
right? Where it's like, oh, don't mess with Ouija boards. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like all the things that you're not supposed to, you know, all of the spooky things that make you, you know, a, a demon target. It's, you know, that's just not a door that you want to open. Just leave that door closed. Don't play with that Ouija board. Um, so it, I, that kind of, I, th- I think that's more just for me. I don't think yeah. that's like, you know. No, but I, I know, but you're, you're right. Like the symbol of the door opening. I mean, that's been, that's a pretty important, like magical, like symbol in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we've said um, Johan has this weird supernatural air about him, does. you know, since the yeah. jump. Yeah. Uh, while we're on the subject, kids, just remember, if you don't believe in Ouija boards, play with them all you like. But if you even kind of believe that they work, dude, don't do it. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds fair to me. Uh, yeah, like that's like, a, yeah. I I can co-sign that. Yeah. Uh, it's just. Yep. Um. All right, and and with that, and so we can we can keep an eye open for other stuff, you know, because we're really in like looking into the past, looking looking into the trauma and stuff, and and opening those doors that must not be opened. Uh, so yeah, we can keep an eye out for other other uses of that. In the meantime, Matt, if you want to take us away in chapter one sixteen, one sixteen, puppeteer, a tall, sad man with a gaunt face and big eyes performs a puppet show about a young man killing a devil but no one watches. He packs up his puppets and heads home to find his apartment open. In a panic, he goes in and finds the doctor, who tells him that the girl staying with him for the past three months has finally recovered and should be well enough to go home. The man, Air Lipsky, acts a little cagey about their relationship and shoes the doctor out. The woman is revealed to be Nina, who kindly asks about his puppet shows, and Lipsky sadly replies that no one watched, like always. He leaves to go to work and has an argument with his landlady, who tells him that he needs to get rid of the women, the woman staying with him. After work, Lipsky and Nina talk. Lipsky found Nina and Dieter at the Red Rose Mansion after she collapsed because he likes to go there for creative inspiration. He remarks that now his inspiration is coming from elsewhere, and we see him working on a puppet that looks like Nina. He continues to talk about his puppet shows, which include the story of a young man and the devil, which goes something like this. A devil set out to find a dragon that would destroy the world, but grew sick and collapsed. A young man saved the devil, but then, realizing what he had done, set out on a journey, tracked down the devil, and killed him. Nina is stunned, but remarks that she would have done the same, and the young man who saved the devil just did what anyone would have done. Lipsky is touched that she enjoyed the story, and says she thinks he would have liked it, then revealing bookshelves full of Franz Bonaparte's stories. Nina has some recognition, and Lipsky reveals that he used to take part in Bonaparte's reading group, which seemed to have some sort of secret project at its heart, but was kicked out of the group for not being a gifted enough child. What a good chapter. Holy cow, lots going on here. Lots of reveals all Well, I don't know if these are reveals, but it's like, hang on, what? Excuse me? It's dense. It really is dense. Um, when when he tells the story of the, the you know his puppet show, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. it is shocking. We have the same reaction that Nina does because it's holy cow. That is the story that we were reading. This is yeah, the story we're sh- in it's right shot now. Shot for shot, beat yeah. for beat, like toe to tip. That's a monster. Again, Stephen King is here with a character in the story who is a who is a storyteller <laughs> who is telling the story that we are in. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's always a good bit. I like yeah. it. It's a great Urasawa open, too. One of fact, the best. The fact that no one likes this puppet show, that no one is watching this, that is like the story that has consumed everyone in it, and it's like the general public yeah. is just like, yeah, no, dude, this is a little too weird for us. 
It's... Yeah, totally. They're like this. This puppet over here is playing the banjo. <laughs> you know, like that's that's real entertainment. Yeah, um, it's it's good. So I I have some some fun notes in this one. So you you start with yours, and I'll I'll chime in. Yeah. Um. Uh. You might have more notes than me. I just, I mean, I like Lipsky as a character a lot. I do too. Like he's really, he's really gentle mm-hmm. and and written gently. I would say, and that's what I really, that's what I really like about him. We have a lot of characters in in this manga that are very strong. You know, um, they've got big things that they want. They're sometimes bigger personalities. You know, the baby or even like Lotta. Like Lotta was a pretty was a pretty big oh, personality. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, we don't have as many people that are kind of subdued and uh and this guy and he's just he's just he's very soft. He has a very soft feeling about him. And there's definitely a, a bit there where you're like he's he's clearly very awkward. Um yeah, but, you're not sure at first. It almost feels like the comic wants you to ask the question, like, is he holding her against her yeah, will? Definitely. And, definitely. like, he's not. It, it works out. It's fine. But yeah. it's, like, it's... And we've remarked on this before, right? It's, like, oh, and I meant to mention this with the truck driver. This is a guy who his face looks mean, but then he ends up being mm. very nice, right? And we've talked about, like, sometimes you think a character is one way just based on their face, but then they're yeah. they're different. So it's, like, this is a guy who's, like, like you said... Very gentle, a little awkward, almost a little creepy looking, you know. Yeah, but, just a little bit. Gawky. Uh, yeah, gawky's a good word. But then he ends up he ends up being fine. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, no. Um I think he's a sweetheart. Um let's see. Uh, uh Nina Nina says that the uh puppets are lovely, and my note is are they Nina? I, my note are? is also that I said they are not <laughs> lovely. They are creepy. And then I said, once again, and this is a this is one of the first character notes we had on Nina from when she got that horrible poetry from Johan back oh, at the very right. beginning. She has no sense of what is creepy. She's a nightmare before Christmas girly. She has Jack Skellington merch. She, oh, that's so it's funny. so funny. That's so funny. Because it's not like she even like dresses creepy. She's like she's like a very straightforward girl, like fashion-wise. Yes. But like she just has no sense of the macabre. She's like, oh, isn't this doohickey cute? It's and, so and it's, funny. you know, like this like ugly doll. Yeah. Um, it's a, at this point, I guess it's it's fair to call it a character trait. Yeah. Um because like no one would call these puppets lovely. That's yeah. just not the word anyone would use for those. We cut to the puppets when she says that, and they look horrifying. <laughs> They're so scary. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good, dude. Yeah, it's great. We love Nina. We love, I love Nina, Nina in this so house. much. Yeah. Um, um. Another very funny panel right after that is uh, Lipsky just makes a note. Like, yeah, like Teeter's fine. He's playing soccer outside, and we just get two panels of him talking a soccer ball against the wall. <laughs> it's just I don't know why it made me laugh. It was very funny. The, you know, I, I get what you mean. There's a bit of good comedic uh, timing later in the reading too. Yeah. Um. Uh. I do think it's fun that his landlady is like, hey, you know, you have to kick that lady out. But if you if you want, you know, like you can you can come over, you know, like 
what, what is she she says something like i'll 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 keep you company or I'll something keep you like company. that like, yeah, oh yeah. no like you gotta respect it <laughs> it is really funny that, that she's what kind of like what kind of that. yeah like yeah you're not allowed to have guests uh it's yeah. such a such a weird like contrivance to, to to try to throw her out it's funny um yeah i guess she's i guess she's just jealous mm-hmm. um that's definitely so, how the story is playing it uh yeah and we talked about the devil story it's yeah really I, cool. I just wanted to know it's the that that story starts with the devil's looking for the dragon um you know the epigram the monster from revelation yeah. we said it's yep. it's two parts um so i'm this is like the first time that in the story it is called out that there's maybe a, a second piece here this this dragon um and i'm really curious to see if that resolves to anything or if that's more like a, a figurative dragon like johan is trying to figure out the thing that will let him you know end the world um i i don't know i'm i'm interested in a worse comic in a western comic the dragon would be an experimental nuclear bomb called the dragon Ooh, wow <laughs> you really got that good that's so it that's so it oh man yeah the the dragon project <laughs> you know uh, uh what published what like 96 i mean it's I a mean, wild you know what, comic you know what that sounds like cover it, it jim leader the cover but you know who wrote it this this really strikes me as um oh no come is on, that warren be- ellis no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, the guy, uh, the fucking, I can't believe I'm blanking on this dude's name. I've read so much of his fucking work. Um, give me just a quick second. I'm so curious. Uh, well, that okay. Well, that's that. That is kind of funny. Um, so I I Google Nightfall because that's the name of the Batman arc I'm oh, thinking Wendig, of. Right? No, no, no. What? It's not Wendig. It's not Chuck Wendig. Who is it? No, no, it's not Chuck Wendig. No, uh, it's Chuck Dixon. Dixon, Dixon, Chuck Dixon. Ah, fucking there we go. Dixon. But I, I, we have a digression from this digression because I Google Nightfall, just the word Nightfall, uh-huh. and it gives me a, a TV series uh, that was uh, filmed in the Czech Republic. So look at that. How about that? Crazy how that happens. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so it. So yeah. But but just like pr- like the Dragon Project is such a Chuck Dixon ass mid nineties ass. Here's my here's my uh crime syndicate with an animal theme with a white person leading it. Oh, but that's he's good. the only white person in there. Uh and he's a martial arts specialist and their plan is to like and they've been developing a nuke so that they can I don't know, if we're keeping it in Europe, maybe they're like holding Vienna hostage with the with the nuke. They want to make Vienna the center of the 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 world's new drug trade capital, <laughs> and so the, it's one of those like overseas mini arcs where oh, yeah. Nightwing Nightwing Dude, goes Batman over is there so for a few. good. I should just start reading Batman <laughs> comics again. Dude, you really ought to. Um, anyway, but Chuck Dixon, God, I've a champion, dear a champion in some senses, dear listeners. So. I've read a lot of Batman. I have read every single Batman comic published in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s. You made it back that far to the 70s? Well, I started in 69 and been working my way forward. I'm in 03. Um, But Chuck Dixon, as a writer, always writes the same thing. And that is what I just described to you. It's the long thing you just did. I mean, that sounds like my memory of No Man's Land, honestly. Yes! Yes! (laughs) I mean, well, no, okay. Well, that's the weird thing, though, is that he had, 
like, Nightfall was really good and really unique, and it was the best work he ever did in comics, and he never reached that height again. <laughs> uh, no Man's Land was pretty close, but after those two, it was all just weird crime, drugs, martial arts stuff. Uh, and it. It, so, so one note. Hey, hey Quinn, I gotta, I gotta ask yeah. before we leave the Bat Zone. Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. Batman get better than uh, the arc that Grant Morrison wrote where Batman fights the devil? Uh, Gothic is that one. It's the four issue. It's the first in Tales <laughs> of the Dark Knight, which is like, it's maybe my favorite Batman story from that era, I think. Mm. Uh, does it? I, I don't think it gets, it, it, it's better than it that. Better. Things get okay. Look, I'm an, I'm a Batman R.A.P. guy myself okay. which is you know it's kind of like a basic answer a lot of people really like it but man do i like batman r.i.p there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good batman you there's know go back to batman. go back to the 80s read yourself some denny o'neill my yeah. man read yourself some denny batman i mean that like denny o'neill and um neil fucking adams. and neil adams on batman is just i mean that's what com that's comic books that's comic like books comic books there it's hard to get more comic books than Denny and Neil on Batman. Like, that's who Batman is to me. Yeah. Anyway, that's anyway. probably enough of a digression there. Um, I don't have anything else to say about 116, which is probably how we I ended up. I have one more thing to say about 116. What? Well, thinking about this reading group. It's the note that he has about the reading group. He says yeah. that it was the Franz Bonaparte would read them these weird, sinister stories, and then yeah. he would ask everyone in the room. What is the what was the point of these stories? Mm. He's having and this and the, like I said, there's the implication that this reading group is some sort of secret project to you know sniff out gifted kids and you know a human being can become anything or whatever the phrase is from yeah. before. So I am very curious. I'm very interested to continue talking talking about you know as we continue our media analysis to do this to talk about this secret reading group where apparently it was just a bunch of kids doing media analysis <laughs> media analysis yeah but it was in a but, sinister but, way in yeah, a twisted it's, way it's dark and twisted media analysis <laughs> welcome welcome to my fucked up youtube channel <laughs> you know yeah, because <laughs> some authors this is a stephen king thing some authors have strong opinions about people trying to analyze and interpret their works right yeah that's true. So I am I'm so curious about this. Um, not in a like I think this is yeah. bad. I think this is good. I like this. I want to see good. what it means. And maybe it even maybe it even drums. You know, it definitely taps into some of the stuff we were talking about before about Cold War and and even Satanic Panic. Like the mm -hmm. idea of this shadowy cadre of of paragovernmental intellectuals. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. The intellectuals are making our children unable to love. You oh know? my gosh. Like, this is why you don't send your kids to college. This is yeah, we we're doing this. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna have our kids read things, and then ask them what they mean. You know, uh, so like you know, obviously, I don't think this is being anti-intellectual, but it's it's interesting that the big sinister thing that these guys are doing is reading, uh -huh. and then understanding but no and obviously like it's this it's this almost supernatural thing of like somehow they have placed these like what are on like cognito hazards yeah into it's, it's into the fucking like children stuff yeah you know yeah yeah it's this they're <laughs> they're <laughs> they're blackpilling our kids man 
Gotta get it on a shirt. <laughs> Monster, they're black killing the children. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, oh, oh it's Jesus. good. It's a That's good, good. It's a good That's show. Alright. Okay. Chapter 117. 117, baby. Uh, the reading group children. And I was curious about this translation, so I looked it up. Another translation they used was children of the recital. Ooh. Which is a little bit schmancier, I think. Uh-huh. All right. We begin with another story by Franz Bonaparte concerning two people, Big Mouth and Big Eyes. The devil offers them a deal. Big Eyes takes the deal and his garden is full of flowers and fruits. No, did I say big guys? Big mouth. Yeah, you said no, big guys, but big it's, mouth. it's big mouth takes the deal. It's big mouth, big mouth takes the deal. Big guys doesn't, and so then he starves. Well, I mean, he doesn't He doesn't die, but, uh, you know, he's he's super hungry. He's malnourished and whatever. Uh, big mouth seems to be doing pretty good until his garden wilts away. And big mouth says... I should never have made a deal with the devil. And Big Eyes, starving, says, I should have made a deal with the devil. And the devil says, let's make a deal. Um, and Lipsky has just finished reading this to Nina. And Nina has a memory of someone who we can pretty much safely assume is Franz Bonaparte, asking, you know, don't you? Which is to say, does she know what the story means? Lipsky picks up another book and prepares to read. We cut back to the Red Rose Mansion. Someone is here. We see their calf-length boots. We see their long hair. And... As Johann stands before the portrait, he says, Now all of my memories connect. And he pulls off the wig. Here it's interleaved with the story from, uh, from Lipsky. And this story is about the peaceful god. Uh, I'll summarize this one more quickly because it's pretty simple. There's a god who's really nice and he does a lot of nice stuff. And then he gets a gift of a hat and he looks in the mirror and realizes that he is a devil. And the devil in the mirror says, I am you. You are me. Lipsky says, Lipsky asks Nina, do you know what he did? Do you know what the peaceful God does next? Nina knows. Johan puts on his jacket, says, it's me, mother, to the portrait. Even you couldn't tell us apart, could you, mother? Nina, Anna, the name doesn't matter. She was me, and I was her. And he burns down the Red Rose Mansion. Nina says, When the god saw that his reflection in the mirror was a devil, he put a gun to his forehead. And we end with a panel 
of Child Johan from 1986 with his finger on his forehead saying, shoot me. There was and no then, way to quickly summarize that one, huh? And then we get the, the the black rainy panel that just says monster. That's the... I think... I'm pretty sure that's the start of next I chapter. I tried to look at the page numbering. I think it starts... It, the page numbering just might be wrong. That might be the start of the next chapter. But hmm. regardless, you have that panel and then opposite it. You have that page and then opposite it. We've got... Yeah. <laughs> something I've never seen before. I was like, what is this? What kind of cursed late title card are we getting this late in the game? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, totally. That's what I screamed at. I screamed at that one. Oh, you screamed at this? I screamed oh, at that. that's a fun yeah. thing to scream at. Um, man, I... Look, I'm going to return to what Lotta said about the Nameless Monster. What is wrong with this picture book? Why do I feel so horrible when I am reading it? Yeah. All of these and stories. I, yeah. I, I don't think, know what I they think, mean. <laughs> I don't I know what they mean. Ones, I think these ones, even more than the Nameless Monster, yeah. really actually manage to be children's stories that feel like something is wrong. Yeah. Like, Big Eyes and Big Mouth in particular really gets me. Oh, yeah. Because there's like, both of them are... Both of them... Because yeah. usually you'd expect, oh, a story where one character makes a deal with the devil, then, you know, things will eventually go bad with him and the person who didn't, everything's fine. But, like, nope. Yeah. Both people no. are hungry and sad and sorry. And, yeah. And, and the devil both... is here to make a deal with you. Yeah. You know, it's... it's I mean, it's... It's very nihilistic. You know, make a deal with the devil or don't. You'll starve either way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, that's that's definitely kind of what it what it seems like to mean to me. Well, then and the then, other thing I think, yeah. you, if you take a step back and think about the story, right, as a whole, mm -hmm. we've you know we've said twins. We've also said East and mm. West Germany is a thing that comes up a lot, right? Like, do we whoa! think of this as like whoa! you know, whoa, East and West Germany deal with the devil? Yeah, I was like, which, dealing or, do with we, the West. Are we thinking about that? Yeah, like is that part whoa. of this? Big mouth is West Germany. Big eyes is East Germany. Maybe. Oh, that's absolutely what it is. Think about it in terms of like capitalism as consumerism, as consumption. Right. Right. Okay. Big mouth, West Germany. You know, uh, seeming to have that that glut of of consumerism and capitalism and money, all uh -huh. that money flowing in from the West, and it seems like everything's great. Big eyes, meanwhile, looking forlornly over the wall. Mm -hmm. You know, wishing, wishing to, uh, wishing that they were uh, fed. You know, but then even when the wall comes down, even when illusions are dispelled, they've both been fucked. Yeah. The devil's still the devil. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, in that way, I think these stories are very good because we can sit here and just talk about what we think that we could sit here. I think we could probably do 30 minutes on each of them, right? Maybe more. Just talking <laughs> about what do we think this means. Something like... Um, it's fun it's good and what a magic trick for urasawa to be able to do that mm -hmm. like like it's once again you know like when he's firing on all cylinders this guy can make some of the most virtuosic writing look totally easy yeah you know it looks like oh well he just wrote a children's story that's kind of creepy man if only, if no. only that's how it worked. It it hammers home kind of what I was saying last time, right? Is like, okay, stories and media analysis is a way of building ideology, right? Mm. And then like there are there are so many layers to this, right? Like where it's operating in the story, it's operating or it's operating literally as the children's book in the story. It's operating as an object inside of monster as a whole. 
it's operating now is like how we think about media analysis. Yeah, it gets metatextual. And I think Lipsky's questions, both times we're at the end of the story, he just says, do you know what it means? I think that is like, that's, it's like, it's, it's a little bit creepy, right? And like, he almost looks sad as he's asking it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it just really it makes the whole thing feel so dreamlike and totally weird. Yeah, you know I yeah, like it, like a like a meditation track or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you know, and and like you're talking about like stories, like narrative formation, like affecting reality. You know, I I think a great thing to to notice, like, look at the differences here between this and between other stories that people tell in Monster, in particular. Uh, look at the story that Lipsky is telling about the about the the devil, and about the story that he'll be telling next chapter too. Mm-hmm. Lipsky is trying to tell human stories, right? Yeah, about you know uh, about people that that reinforce that reinforce the things that that people like you and me consider to be important. Uh, you know, things to be important about the human experience, and these stories don't. These stories subvert and and do weird things with stuff that we consider fundamental yeah this is his stories Lipsky's stories are grounded in material reality these mm-hmm. are like weird you know i'm not going to be like a theory is bad guy right here but like yeah these are it's it's you know theory versus materialism i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that's anything i don't think so but, well yeah, and, you know theory arises out of materialism blah 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 yeah, all that stuff you know yeah. i just well, i'm yeah, I see what I see what you're saying, though. I mean, there is. I think, I, 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 think I prefer the, your take, right? Where it's the human well, versus the, have, it's just this disconnected. Uh, yes, ghost so story. that's that's the thing. You you really you did have something there in the sense that what you know what makes these stories like inhuman is is how disconnected they are mm-hmm. from people and from life. It's it's. I don't know. It's they're like stories from another world where yeah. things don't work the way they work here. You know? Um and uh and that's not is <laughs> that's not easy to write. It's very easy to to write a story where it's like and and then and then the clown killed everybody. Right. You know, like that's that's whatever violence isn't subversion we live in a world of violence that Mm -hmm. that isn't that isn't scary what's scary is something truly alien yeah i don't know what to do with this and that's what makes it scary. exactly exactly and this story about what you do about about your choices being completely immaterial Mm -hmm. not mattering at all people don't write stories about that no. People write stories about having agency or having that agency taken away. You know, like they we don't generally write stories about something truly about our choices truly not mattering. It doesn't happen very often. You know, and especially not in the context of a children's story. And I think that's really what what makes big eyes and big mouth like so so sticky. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um I, I think Big Guy's Big Mouth blows the other two out of the water, personally. Yeah, I <clears throat> I don't know what to do with the Peaceful God. Um, I, like, as a piece of setup, 
Right, for the I am you, you yeah. are me, you know, mirror, you yeah. know, it, like you said, set up, it works. It's very mm-hmm. literal in how this, I mean, this is, it's, yeah. well, it, it, no, see here, because this is interesting again. The characters don't know that it is, we, we know now as a thing in a piece of sequential art, because we are intercutting between the two. It's like one yeah. informs the other. It's working on another level again. Mm-hmm. This dude's mm-hmm. running circles around <laughs> storytelling. It's, it's so, insane. It's so good. Holy this, cow. This chapter is just a masterclass oh, in my how gosh. many things it does at once. I mean, do it all at once. Uh, I mean, like, look, I, the, I'm i going to pull this in too, right? I mean, well, this is just like another example of people doing this, right? Is, do you know what this, I'm going to tell the story. Do you know what it means, right? I mean, obviously, you probably know, right? In the Gospels, Christ's favorite thing to do is tell weird parables that don't make any sense, and then his disciples get confused about it, right? And if we're... If, you know, some of the images that we've we've thought about Johan is like, you know, messianic figure who's going to be the second Hitler who's going to save Germany or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's like this, dude, now we have this reading group is this weird set of monster children disciples. I don't know. I'm, I I don't like talking about it. It's, <laughs> they, they blackpilled the kids. <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> um, Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, man, it, um, here's also something that I think it's very easy to miss. Uh, so, Nina. Yes, good. When she's, what, what you don't I even know I th- what I'm going to say. I think I do, I think I do. Okay. Go, 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 go. When Nina was in the mansion before, wow, he's popping off, he was right. He was right. He got it. It's he right here it. on you my wanna... screen, too. No, yeah. you say it. I'm just okay. excited. When Nina was exploring the mansion, she said, it's like she's been there before. When Johan is exploring the mansion, he says, it's like he's never been there. I only caught it on the second time through, and I said, hang on, wait a minute. Same, yeah. Um... Yeah. Which uh, you want to you want to hit us up with the implications of that there, Matt? Well, that means well, and this this is the thing, right? It's like was Johan there? Was Nina there? Because Nina has definitely been to this place before. But is, does Johan not know this because Kindergarten Five Hundred One jacked up his memories, and it's him coming back here now? Everything's connected, or has he really never been here before? And Nina is the monster, or whatever made Johan the monster was not the reading group. I don't know. I am you. You are me. They've both been I here. Mean, they were swapping mean? out. They're getting half doses of the reading group. Yeah, each. something, something's up, and I don't remember what it is very clearly. But boy, <laughs> is something up. Um, and now we can talk a little bit, a little bit more about uh about the gender stuff too, mm-hmm. because this is really this is where. The justification, right. such as it is, for uh, for the gender strangeness uh, or gender nonconformity uh, is. This idea that Johan perceives himself to be, in a literal sense, the same person as Nina. Um, as completely interchangeable. Um, and... And so that, you know, this isn't, I wouldn't call it like a, this isn't split personality, which, hey, now that I bring that up, hey, you know what nobody's mentioned 
in ever was the fucking split personality. It looks like Urasawa also realized it was dumb. Um, <laughs> or came up with a more interesting way of doing yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, this this gender thing could be a, a version of it. But but even then, like, it's... But he says, I am you and you are me. That's not two different personalities. That's a merging and a melding. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's one and the same. Um, we were talking a couple episodes ago about how, like, two sides of the same coin and, you know... It's Nina and Johan are two sides of the same coin. Right. It's not. Uh, um, yeah. Who did they propose it was? It, 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 they I don't remember, it was but it was um, wrong. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, but, so this is interesting because you can really see that Urasawa is trying his hardest to justify the, uh, the, the gender nonconformity. And here's the thing. This is why I was saying when it came up that it is so much like good stuff combined with really bad stuff mm-hmm. because this character concept is really good it's good it's genuinely good but as the soon as you problem... stop to consider the implication you're like oh yeah ugh. The, the problem is that in execution it is still transphobic and yeah. still says bad things about people who are gender non-conforming to whatever degree. I also like, think it's interesting that's just, to know... That's n- inarguable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that Nina does not share this. And maybe it's because, you know, her memories are all blocked up. She's got some stop here. But it seems like this is one way, right? Like, Johan yes. is like, yeah, we're the same person. Nina does yeah, not Nina's feel like, this way. Definitely, definitely does not feel that way. Um, but it, But that's also the nameless god doesn't feel that way. Hmm. it's only the devil in the mirror that says i am you and you are me right the nameless god doesn't doesn't think this at all yeah you know um so that's that is that's the other thing of that one-sided like like the dark the dark side is like yeah you and me are the same thing and and the light side is like i just don't know what you're talking Cause the, about yeah the the peaceful god says what are with it what are the people going to do now that there's a devil running around right yeah you know, it's, um, um, it's, yeah, yeah which, it's oh, fuck a duck. <laughs> uh, we're back to Freud. Are we? Yeah. Is this Freud? Or, Did or he do Jung. this? I can't remember which one, but this is when, this is going back to, um, the, uh, uh this is going back to Rudy's flashlight bullshit. Oh, Yeah. It's going back to, you know, the the stuff wow, in the light of the flashlight. I know. Yeah. Well, it hasn't been relevant, but all of a sudden, you know, the, the the stuff that is the stuff that is visible, that is orderly, that is appropriate for society. There's darkness right outside. There's of that. there's yeah. darkness right outside it and that is one person. Like no matter how much you want to just be what is visible and proper, you are You're all both. of that other yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um and again, I maintain this is a poor way of understanding people. Yeah. But, but... But in a story, is, anything can yeah, work. in a story. You, you can know, say it, people it work is, however in a fictional story. Yeah, it is, it is a way to consider people working, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, it is definitely... It's a mode of interpretation of the human, of the human consciousness. And I think we're really... We're seeing this, uh, this psychological concept uh, worked in here very strongly with this kind of dualistic or anti-dualistic vision of uh the the good and and dark sides of a person um and how how they relate to each other do we, do we want to get into one that is i mean because the next one now is like this is making 
explicit. I don't think there's a lot of subtext to the next chapter. It's just a lot of stuff no, that we indeed. had assumed and pieced together. Yeah. And now the story is like, hey, just in case you didn't get it. Yeah, let's we're let's gonna lay it out this, for you. Let's lay this out. Uh, why don't you go for it there? Man? Yeah. So uh, chapter one eighteen that night, Dusseldorf, nineteen eighty six. It is the night it all started. Aaron, Frau Lieber, and their children, Johan and Anna, emigrate to Western Germany to start new lives, giving a press conference, making jokes about free speech and their new freedoms. Johan and Anna play in the woods, and Johan gives her some acorns and says everything here in this new free world exists for her. A man comes to the house late at night, and Anna wakes up. Johan is nowhere to be found. She stumbles downstairs and finds Aaron Frau Liebert shot dead. She finds Johan with a gun and realizes that he's killed them and all of their previous foster parents. He tells Anna that the monster came to take them away and gives her the gun. He instructs her to shoot him right in the head, dispose of the gun, and run so the monster won't be able to catch her. Before she pulls the trigger, he says that even if he dies, you are me and I am you. Anna pulls the trigger. In the present, Nina collapses on the floor, all of her memories rushing back. Dun-dun-dun! And at the very end, uh, Tenma watches the Red Rose Mansion burn down. For and the sure. check, and no, not the check to your police. Some dudes come up and they say, hey, General Wolf wants to see you. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a neat chapter. Color at the start. Good color, purples and blues. Purples and blue. Tra- trans flag. <laughs> trans flag. Here, wait a minute. Mm. No, that's the bi flag, isn't it? Or is that gender fluid? That one. I no. Don't no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't on. know. What am I Do I have how many? How many notes do I have? Uh, the freedom of speech thing, man. I really, ah, uh, after talking about big guys and big mouth, I'm in real like East and West Germany mode. Big here. mouth, say whatever you like, want. Big mouth, say whatever you want. Yeah, you finally have freedom of speech. Freedom. Hmm. I don't know if there's much to freedom in Monster as such. Like, there's the interplay between East and West is definitely something, but it's kind of. It's kind of like where, you know, a lot of stuff that has political allegory in it is you're using other stuff as allegories for the geopolitics. Mm-hmm. In this case, the geopolitics are acting they're as just allegories directly speaking for, for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're kind of going they're going the other way, which is sort of unusual, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's not super common, I think, to see the the macro pouring into the micro the way it is here. I could also be wrong because I don't read enough books. So. There's something to it. I um, mean, because their little yeah. conversation, he says, you know, he does the acorn game where, you know, he holds out his hands. Both both hands have acorns on them. But he, he says, you know, pick one. You know, he opens his hand. That's the acorn. She's happy. He says, all right, do it again. Picks the other hand, acorn there too. Uh, and then she realizes, you know, both hands are acorns. And then mm-hmm. they talk about seeing all these nice shops and stores and stuff on the way over. And he says, they're all here for you. And then like laughs sinisterly. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. And she's confused about it too. Yeah. Yeah. They're all for you. That is. Yeah. Is it because he thinks they're all for him? Because he thinks that they're the same person? I don't know. No. 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 It's. Does he know that something bad's going to happen and he's going to have to leave? Is that what we're dealing with here? No, I don't think so. I think it genuinely. 
I guess this is post Kinderheim five one one. It is. I. It is. Yes. Because then this would be the fake family, right? That they're stationed with, right? Well, and it, apparently it, it reads that way at the beginning. After too. it's after a few, she she mentions, you yeah. know, she's like, "Oh fuck, you killed all our other foster parents. That was yeah. you." Yeah. You know, so he's been doing the murders. Uh huh. I don't know. Actually, I. I do no, also think did, it's funny. Yeah. This is this is unrelated, but I think it's funny that this is that night, right? And I even fell for it. I said this is the night it all started. It distinctly is not. We are very past the night where no. it all started. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's... I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I really want to. I, I want to keep the everything here is for you, kind of in mind, just because I don't know precisely what to do with it yet either. But man, I can tell it's important. It seems like it. Like it feels, it feels important. It has something to do with with the whole deal. Uh, then there's the question of who is this man? Who is the monster who, who has shown up to take up. them away? Yes. Yeah. My money's on yeah. Bonaparte, uh, but it I, does, I don't know. It for would sure. make the most sense for Bonaparte, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then gunshots, and then. She walks through the darkened house, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finds the bodies and. It's that Urasawa. marker drawing again, right? Yeah, it's not the marker drawing. It is they just they zoomed in. Oh, okay. They okay. just took they just took part of the of the uh picture of the dead bodies and then they just zoomed in on them and it gives it this super scratchy um kind of like low res digital camera ass vibe. Very 90s, such a 90s kind of a move. Uh and Super duper effective, especially on the shot of the guy's face. Haunting. Yeah, that one's haunting. horrible. I hate looking yeah. at that. Yeah, right? Oof. Lord. Lord. And then, like, in the in the sequence where Nina's talking to Johan, no backgrounds. Very few backgrounds. They're in the fucking void out here. So cool. Good stuff. Um... Yeah, and this just kind of ties into the, the my last notes are to what degree I am you, you are me, right? And we we talked about that last time, right? Like mm-hmm. it seems like it's one way, and like what does that really mean? I don't know. This the, it, we're we're setting up, we're asking questions that we're going to get answers for as this concludes. Definitely. Oh. Okay, and I think that's everything for one eighteen. I think so too. Coolio. Yeah. All right. Chapter 119. What Johan saw. Tenma meets with General Wolf, who has deteriorated significantly since the last time we saw him. We learn a little about General Wolf's background, and he says that since the Red Rose Mansion burned down, the nameless ones will appear, the others who lost their names. We cut to the wreckage of the mansion, and in the dirt, they find a lot of skeletons. <laughs> we cut back to the, ho- to the hospital room. Wolf says, They'll finally be exposed to the light of day, but no one knows their names anymore. In 1981, 46 people suddenly vanished from that mansion. 
and the only information Wolf was able to gather was that they were conducting an experiment in that house. Wolf thinks that Johan and Nina were born in the mansion. And we cut to Johan and Nina wandering the wasteland, which we are now told for the, not for the first time, but we're told, we see them wandering the Czech border, uh, slowly dying of exposure. Nina asks Johan to say her name, and he says, we don't have names. General Wolf finds them. And says that when he rechristened Johan as such, it seems to give him new life. And he thinks that Johan may have simply died if he hadn't given him that name. As Wolf begins to take his last breaths, he tells Tenma that Ava is with his group. Um two remaining members of his group that are left after Johan has killed the others. They want to use Ava for something. And Wolf says the rampage is about to begin. As he breathes his last, he says his name is Helmut Wolf and asks Tenma to call him by his name to prove that he lived. Wolf finally sees what Johan saw. The Wasteland. A world with no names. And he dies. Man, I cannot, I cannot half-ass these summaries. There's yeah, so much there, going on. It's hard. This was a hard like, section. Like, when I was writing my summaries uh, for this, there was so much that happens in each chapter, I and know. all of it is important. All of it is important. Every piece Man. of it is important. Yeah. Um... Yeah, dude. Um, I feel like that took like five minutes. Well, I mean, it's it's Oof. there's a lot that happens, and all of it is important. Yeah. Um, it is. My first notes are about the them finding all those bodies under the under the mansion. It's very shocking seeing a skull. I don't think we've seen a skull before in this story. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's like oh, it's, yeah, and the thing they say too. We just keep finding more of them. It's not like, good. Like oh fuck. You know, like, finding one would be something, but, oh my god, we just keep finding more of them really, really sets you on edge. It's like, oh, fuck. You know, it raises the question, how many are yeah. there? And how many will they find? You're jumping back and forth between the two of them. I think, really, I, I, I don't know if it's something that I just missed or didn't explicitly pick up on, but it's like, as Wolf is saying it, the things are happening, right? I mean, yes, it's, exactly. you know, this is a, a cinematic whatever. It's like someone's narrating yeah. something that's happening elsewhere. But it is like, it's spooky. It's like, he's saying it, and it's happening. It feels in that summoning magic whatever zone. Um yeah. I, I feel like this is a chapter where, like, the summary does a lot for it. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't actually have, I don't have any uh, big notes aside from just the fact that this is an entire chapter dedicated to the concept of names mm -hmm. within Monster and what names do. Um, do you have anything else? The, I only, have, I have two notes. Um, okay. They didn't have names because they were the same person. Name is identity. 
right? It's like until they are named, are they? I mean, because you said names last time you had you said the thing, or maybe it was two times ago, right? Where like someone's name is a stand-in for their identity, right? Uh-huh. And then the whole thing that Wolf says about like, and then I named him and he came back to life. But I also think that it's interesting that Anna Nina is already calling him Johan. Um, yeah. In she is calling him that already, and yeah, she and... asks for him to say her name, and he like won't. He is seeing this world with no names. Is is what he's seeing, yeah. right? Where we don't have names. Like even though even though she's calling him by yeah. his name, he doesn't uh-huh. like. It's not his name. They don't have names. Yeah. Um, and apparently he only accepts a name once Wolf gives it to him, which I think is a little odd, kind of like a, a minor sticking point for me. I'm kind of like, so what happened there? But whatever. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird. I mean, it's a good it's a good line. Like, I wonder if I hadn't named him if yeah. he would have died. But it would've is undercut died. by the fact that it, Nina seconds before has been calling him Johan. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. But it, like, exactly. it, yeah, because it's, it's really cool. Um, I love seeing young General Wolf in his in his hat. It's yeah <laughs> just little, being a cool Nazi dude spats, yeah. yeah uh-huh uh well i guess he's not technically i mean wait is he a nazi i guess he is they were nazis because they had the death set stuff yeah yeah he's he's a bad dude um yeah what are they uh, doing with ava not not excited about that good. i'm worried uh, matt the rampage is about to begin we summoning more monsters what are we doing here Dude, cannot be good. You know, and then, so the world, what Johan saw, we finally know. Like, we've been guessing, but now we see it through Wolf's eyes, what mm-hmm. Johan saw, a world without names. And a world without names, we know from this chapter, is a world without identity, without people. Even if there are people in it without names and identities, they don't exist. Just like Johan feels he doesn't exist. They don't exist and they're the same person. Quinn, is this the f- motherfucking human instrumentality project? <laughs> not to be not to be the not to be the Well, Evangelion I mean guy. another another mid to late nineties oh. property involving heavy Christian imagery? Hmm. Um oh, no. <laughs> everybody's gone to the rapture, Matt. Nobody has names anymore. We're all equal under God. Oh man, that's what we're doing here. That's where we're going. This is what was good. Well, I mean, I know what was going on in the '90s that was making people think about this. The world becomes a global. It's globalization. Yeah, is what's happening. Plus the the millennium. Is why people are concerned in. about this. Yeah, the millennium. You know, everyone, you know, I mean, the millennium coming in, and everyone will think about think about what's going on there. Huh. Yeah, you know, it's it's it was definitely a time for for apocalyptic thinking and consideration that you might you you know uh maybe maybe if you were naive maybe you thought well once we get past the year 2000 people will chill out but it no uh, i i, I don't out. think so i don't think so if you were to do an accounting i i don't think that you would say that it's chilled um but yeah but we we can see the power of names here because names saved johan's life uh-huh and not having a name ended wolves yep you know like identity existence life all of those things are tied are up tied up and it's it's all about it's all about the name um you know which is really as a person who has a strong connection with like names and the concept of them boy i sure love this stuff yeah it's good super good 
Yeah, I don't think there's much else to say about Last note, though. the two soldiers who picked him up when Wolf dies, they give a little salute. It's, it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do, they do. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think it's funny. I, I like, not like funny, funny, haha, but like, it's, it's yeah, a good yeah. little, it's a good little picture. Totally. Um, okay. Uh, chapter 120, Happy Memories. Lipsky, Nina, and Dieter go to the Red Rose Mansion just to find that it has been burned down. Lipsky is distraught at losing his creative inspiration, but also because this could have been the key to unlocking Nina's memories. Dieter shares that he heard on the news that 46 dead bodies were found here, and Nina has a panic attack because she realizes this death is what Johan saw. She wonders if she had seen it instead, if she would have become the monster. Lipsky remarks that maybe it's for the best that this place is burned down. His memories of it, most people's memories of it, were all sad. For him, it was tied to not being good enough for Bonaparte. Dieter asks if Lipsky had a mother and father, and Lipsky says he did, but he never really lived with them. Lipsky says he hopes Nina's memories come back and that they're only happy ones. Dieter then says that Tenma told him if he didn't have any happy memories, he should make some. It's never too late to start. We then get a montage of the three of them having a great day. And then Lipsky demos his new puppet show about a girl with amnesia who dreams that she is chasing a monster, but also dreams of dancing and singing. He's not sure what the ending will be, but he knows he wants it to have a happy one. Nina is moved to tears, and then she and Dieter leave to continue her quest to find Johan. Lipsky is pretty sad, and then a knock comes at the door. It's Lunga, who is here to question Lipsky, who he believes to be Franz Bonaparte's son. Oh yeah. What a stinger. That's good. Yeah. What a stinger. I really love the uh the opening of this chapter too with the with the puppet hanging up. Oh, and like the scarecrow pose where it's yeah. I mean, very like zooming sinister. in. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Bum, bum, bum. It's really it's super well paced. Um yeah. I I don't have a lot of notes on this one, do you? have a couple okay. um I, I, Lipsky isn't particularly distraught he's a little bit sad but the thing okay that I really distraught might like, be too strong yeah yeah i really like it when he says perhaps it's for the best that this place burned down i thought i'd be more sad i thought it mattered to me more i thought i couldn't live without it and to me right think about this he is an artist who is constantly returning to the physical source of his trauma Mm -hmm. for inspiration. He thought he couldn't live without it. He thought that he couldn't create or find himself without re-immersing himself in his trauma. He thought he needed it. And now it's been burned up and he's able to let it go. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I think this really strikes that, you know, if we're talking about people who write stories and artists, right? It's like, mm-hmm. this is textbook tortured artists, right? And honestly, if we think about it from what we've seen, his art largely to this point, not very successful, right? And he's thought that this is the thing that is his juice, right? Yeah. And, you know, him realizing that actually, no, I think it's this trauma is not the thing that holds me together. Maybe it was holding yeah. me back. You know, it, exactly. You know, like like he was making all of these puppet shows and stuff, and the only well from which he drew was pain. Mm-hmm. You know, and and now he is about to draw from from a place of love. 
you know. Which is of, what Dieter lays out for us, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, Make he, happy memories. He says this thing where he's like, I hope your memories that come back are happy. And Dieter says, why do we have to think about those ones that in the past that might not come back? Let's just make new ones right now in the present. Yeah. And that the montage of them making good memories is really effective. Oh, it's great. They do Beyblades. They eat hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, that's not how hot dogs look in the Czech Republic. Oh, is it not? How do hot dogs look in the Czech? Oh, do they, are they, they're in the bun already, right? Yeah, so they have like they have this little like bun. It's a like corn bowl. dog. Yeah, it's kind of like a reverse corn dog, where where it's like they have this bun and then they like put it on a spike to hollow it out, and then they put the mustard and ketchup inside that thing, and then they put the hot dog in. That's sick. It's so tasty. It's really good. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's not how hot dogs look in Prague. Uh, I well, really... maybe they were at the American yeah. hot dog booth. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you, you know, they're, they're at a fair. At they the might fair, as well get yeah. something. The novelty well, hot dog. Exactly. Oh, this, well, this is how they have hot dogs in the United States of America. Hot dogs of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't want a boring old Czech hot dog today, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and, and we see some parental trauma here. You know, it made yeah. me sad. I wasn't a gifted child. I didn't live up to his expectations. If only I lived up to what he wanted. You know, and this is honestly a pretty good foreshadowing of the fact that he is Franz Bonaparte's son. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been revealed later this chapter, and that seems like the right amount of timing to me. If they had like oh, yeah. let that one like stew, I don't think it would be nearly as interesting. Which we were talking about how these characters are being done better than the characters we met last time. This is very, like, this is a perfect contrast to how Vertiman's story was handled. We only have a couple of chapters with Lipsky, and he is so much richer and more interesting and more surprising than Vertiman, like, yeah. from the jump. And if Vertiman's pacing had been a bit more like this, a little bit tighter, you know... I would have liked him more. Definitely. Absolutely I would have liked it more. You know, like if something is supposed to be surprising, you have to surprise us with it. Yeah. Yeah. But not everyone gets it right all the time. No. Um oh last thing. Nina's little thing about this is what Johan saw. If I had seen this, would I have become the monster? Mm. I don't think we have an answer to this yet. And I do think it's interesting that she uses the phrase, This is what Johan saw the chapter after we have you know, mm, the last yeah. chapter was called What Johan Saw, and General Wolf has proposed it was something else that Johan saw. So I don't know if, if it's him seeing all these people die, is the it's the same, the world without names, or if these are two different. But well, here's my thing, though, is that when Nina was in that room, she saw those dead people. Was she that saw not it. a memory? And yeah. again, we said, Johan, like Nina felt like she'd been there before. Johan felt like he hadn't. She's saying, what if I had seen it? But I so far, there's it. more evidence. Yeah, there's more evidence to say that she saw it herself uh, and not Johan, which really just like, you know, like I, man, like, I don't know what to do with that. I hope that gets resolved. Um, yeah. Yeah. And hey, my man Lunga. Hey. He's back. He's here. Hey, whoa, whoa. To hit us with that stinger. And it's a good stinger. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. 
Here we go. Here we go. Chapter 121. <laughs> the bad job. If I'd known it would have come to this, I wouldn't have taken this job. I didn't like it from the start. I tell you, women are nothing but trouble. And we're in it. There is a guy bleeding out in the back of a taxi. Asking not to go to the hospital, but to go to the Hellbrow Hotel, where Dr. Tenma is. Two months earlier, he is speaking with the baby, who is bringing him to a job offer. The guy asks him a couple of questions. We learn that the dude we're following is a murderer, and he'd prefer not to work with women. Immediately afterwards, the guy says, there's a woman I'd like you to look after for a bit. He thinks to himself, sounds like a bad job. He goes to Dusseldorf and meets Ava Heinemann, who agrees to come with him. They're on the train. He doesn't like this job. Ava tries to make a bit of conversation. It doesn't go very far. She meets a guy on the train drinking some booze. He tries to hit on her. And I what, what Martin, Martin Martin's yeah. And so the guy tries to hit on Ava and Martin hits him. Kicks his ass. Uh at dinner, Ava asks why he doesn't drink. He says, "My mother was an alcoholic." And they get to talking a little bit. They wind up at a bar. And we learn that Martin killed his girlfriend and the person she was cheating on him with. And that's why he ended up in jail. Uh, he takes Ava back to her bedroom, puts her down, removes her hand from his, thinks to himself, I don't like this job. And as he bleeds out in the back of the taxi, he says, I found out the true monster's story. I gotta tell Dr. Tenma. I love this man. I love this man. This guy's so fucking good. I mean, we're here again. It's an Urusawa open. We're doing a different genre, right? We're doing, we are doing smoky saxophone film noir. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, this is, he, no one else has had narration like this, right? Where he's yes. giving his flashback narration, you know? Yeah. It's, I oh. Love it. I lo and like, they were like, Sounded like a bad job. Well, I pulled you know, it like... up. I pulled up the episode from the anime to see how this... Dude, mm -hmm. it's the beginning of Cowboy Bebop, right? Oh, it's, it's, oh yeah. Like, it's not the same voice actor. I didn't get that mm -hmm. lucky, right? Where it's... Um, that would have been wild. Who, who's, the, who's the Spike voice actor? No, I, I can't remember. Know. But this was Johnny Young Bosch, which is another, you know... Th that oh, type sure. Of I'll take yeah. that cast. I'll take um, that cast for this guy all day. Yeah. Um, and it, oh, dude, it's so cool. I love this dude. He looks so horrible. He is bleeding out in the back of this car. Yep. Um, he looks like Brad Pitt. Did we, did we agree? He looks like Brad Pitt. He looks like Bruce Willis when Bruce, from Pulp Fiction a little bit. Um, because mm -hmm. Bruce Willis still had hair in that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But definitely more Brad Pitt, I think. Um, and then like this whole dynamic is the, um, what's that guy? Saturday Night Fever. It's the Travolta Uma Thurman thing from Pulp Fiction. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's like what we're doing here. Um, yeah. Oh, the baby's back. 
Loved, yep, loved the baby. baby. Hey, baby. He's here. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, and he is being, he's being very baby about it. That's for sure. Yeah. What yep. do we think about this fancy man? We don't see his face. Fancy man, he is very odd. He's very odd. There is like, I wish there were slightly fewer clandestine groups operating in this manga. This man is... Uh, it's hard to keep them straight. There's a bunch of roses me. in his hotel room. Mm. 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 Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, uh, it's... Martin's just a super fun character. Uh, Strong voice, I think, is like the yes. thing from the jump. And very distinct from anything else that we've had. Um, you get to play the kind of fun game of is this dude... Uh, a misogynist that I should hate, or is he? <laughs> <laughs> what is this dude? What is this guy's deal? Why does he hate women so much? Um, and then you know when he's talking about killing his wife or his girlfriend, uh, drops one of the hardest lines of all time, right? Like that story that he tell, you know, that his story comes up because uh, Ava is talking, you know, she's blasted out of her mind and is talking about how she had the chance to kill Tenma but she didn't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says, it's better than my story. I pulled the trigger. And then yeah. she just makes this face. And then he's just <laughs> yeah. like gleefully talking about killing his girlfriend and the, the dude she was cheating on him with. Um, well, it, it must feel good to talk about it with someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really, I, like, I really like how that conversation finishes up where she says, you're crazy. And he says, right? It, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's so it's really good yeah and ava's read on the whole situation is so good it's the the way that she is reading it is it's it's the best tumblr post where anonymous Mm -hmm. asks you should be addicted to shutting the fuck up and then the op responds you want to fuck me so bad it makes you look stupid (laughs) that is how she is reading this dynamic and that is not what it is at all yeah 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 it is yeah it is really funny Cause she's so turned on by like how he ignores her until then, you know, he's, he tells the story about killing his girlfriend. And even then she's still kind of like, mm, I don't like would. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, and so much of this is just how cool this guy looks. I think his like, design is, is really good. He's got such look a, him up. I mean, well, the interesting thing about this guy is that, in a normal series, he would be the protagonist. Mm-hmm. This guy's got protagonist juice all over it. Oh, yeah. You know, but here he is off to the side, bleeding out in a car, you know? Um, it's really, it's it's just super interesting. It's so good, because, like, we had Richard was, like, 80s, 70s Columbo noir detective, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. like, now we've got 90s Tarantino yes. noir detective yeah. guy. Absolutely. Anti-hero, yeah, this is, Shadow very... the Hedgehog. It's very neo-noir. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very yeah, just I mean, even just like the displays of violence, like he whips that dude's ass on the train. Just like at the yeah, drop of a hat. That's some it's some like it is some born ass violence. Yeah. Like that's that's the style. That's the style of it. Like it's the kind of scene of violence that you would see in like in a modern movie or like a mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan movie or something like that. You know what I mean? Um just that like you can really tell like if it was a movie, like it would be these like quick tight shots and it's like over in a few seconds you know because the filmmaker wants to convey like competency and ruthlessness you know and and all these other like like 
kind of like weird like here are the here are the qualities of masculinity we're we're thinking about today um kind of a way uh but yeah i think he's Toxic- fun. i think his dynamic with uh with ava's amazing oh it's so good i love it when ava doesn't get what she wants i uh-huh. love it that's that is ava is the most fun when she is not getting what she wants yeah and he, oh, both of them are miserable. That's what makes this so good. Yes. It's like, yes, man, it's the, it's comedic the way that he tells the fancy man, like, I don't want to work with women. And then fancy man's like, gonna have you working with some women. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's really, it's good. really funny. Like, like the, the comedic timing, uh, when he says you're going to be working with a woman and then we, we see Martin and he's like, it sounded like a bad job. Like that, that one too to me is is honestly like really funny. It's good. It's like ah oh, fuck, oh shit, here we go again. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a great, it's a great chapter, and uh, we hang out with him a bit more in next chapter. Matt, you want to take it away? One twenty two, the closer, the kicker, uh, mm-hmm. the worst necktie. Martin gets Ava to Frankfurt, where she meets with the important man and takes his deal. Armed with a new credit card, Ava brings Martin on a shopping spree, buying new dresses and jewelry for herself, and a new suit and a really stupid tie for Martin. She explains that they're going to some parties, and she can't have her bodyguard embarrassing her. The two go to a party, and Martin immediately feels out of place, and Ava quickly does too. The two leave the party and head to the bar, where Ava laments that she doesn't fit in anywhere anymore. She reveals that she thinks she'll be dead at the end of this, but she'll still be her. Martin says the following, Old habits die hard. I wanted to protect her. We get flashes of a gunfight and cut back to Martin in the car, bleeding out, saying he never should have taken that job. And if he wasn't wearing that stupid tie, he wouldn't have seen the horror. Good stuff, I, dude. I really feel like the summary does, uh, does what's needed for this chapter. Like, there's yeah. not a, like, these Martin chapters, there's not a lot of, like, crazy thematic depth or anything. Just really, really fun character moments in action. Yeah. I mean, ah, there's, I'm just gonna, like, I love it every time he says this is a bad job. I hate this job. Like, he keep, keeps saying it. It's load so more good. bullets into Chekhov's gun, buddy. Get them all yeah. in there. Like, make it a refrain, make it thematic. I love this. Um, he's walking around with a loose, he's shirts open at the top, loose collar. Right, yeah. like, oh, you when know, he wears when she... the tie, he tries to, you know, wear it, yeah. cool guy, and she's like, ha no. Yeah, <laughs> yep, she buys him, you know, it's it's fucking, it's Kenzo's tie. Mm-hmm. You know, she's dressing him up like a little Kenzo. Oh. Like. And then when she says, like, you walk like a thug, and then we get, like, him big square shoulders. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, it's he's just, just like, the way I walk. Slouching over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fun. It's really, oh. I mean... And once again, once again, it's a character from another genre just being dragged into the horror. Mm-hmm. But we also, it's being framed in a very new way. You know, like, we see him bleeding out, that's how he starts, and then we, like, go back to the beginning. Ooh, so fun. It's good. It's good. Um, other notes that I have here is it's really interesting to see her in the zone for a second, right? Where he's like, I've never seen yes. you like this before. Like, and he makes the comment like, I didn't believe you were the hospital director's daughter. I thought you were just some drunk, but like, you're fancy. And she's like, yeah, this is me. This is who I am. 
right? And then qu- quickly we realize, you know, when she's at the party, she's like, no, actually, I'm not this anymore. Um, and yeah. you and I, at other points in time before this podcast, had had conversations about like, okay, you know, I don't feel like myself. Or mm-hmm. am I the same person that I was two years ago or three years ago or, you know, whatever. And y- you, I, I was thinking about this not too long ago. You had a really good way of putting it where you said like, hey, the self is not like a static thing that is carved in stone. It's it's moving forward, right? And it's always, mm. you know, as long as you're living honestly, yeah, you're you. And that doesn't always have to be the same thing. Um, and she kind of comes to terms with that a little bit, right? Where she says, because it's her whole thing is like, you, you know. I'm back here because I didn't want Roberto to just kill me, right? And, like, taking this job, this isn't great, but, like, this allows me to die on my own terms. I am me. Um, yes. And I like Which, that. Yeah. It's a big move for her. Yeah. It's, um, you know, one would hope that uh, the imminent threat of, of death would not be the thing that makes you mature. But, you know, if it works, it works. Yeah. I will also say, talking about yourself in the third person, never a good sign in a narrative. When you're saying, I am Ava Heineman, this is me, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm going to live and die as Ava. Sounds like you're about to live and die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Last note, last note, last note. Okay, yeah. the party, the party? You got more than me. Yeah, the party. He talks to her on purpose at the party. The first, It's the first time that he initiates conversation when they get there. And she oh, completely right. ignores him and walks away. And he looks so wounded by it. It's very good. He hates this party so much. So much. Uh, He's like, what are they talking about? Banking? Ugh. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. It's really, I mean, it's so, it's, I mean, I mean, not to be that guy, but literally me. (laughs) He's just like me for real. Just like me for real. Yeah, no, I mean, me at a party, this is exactly what I do at a party. Yeah. <laughs> is I stand around and guy. and I think what's so funny. Um, <laughs> it's the meme. They're standing in the corner. They don't know I killed my girlfriend. Oh, her, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, They don't know I hate women. God. Uh... Jesus, that's oh, really, that is really funny. It's a good chapter. I mean, even just the like him, car is cool. Just like, just I can see the edit now. Just like him in the corner of that meme, thinking, "I'm gonna make it." I hate this tie. This party sucks. What's so funny? This is a bad job. You know, just like like all those little like, like surrounding little bubbles him. around him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. God. So oh. Funny. Yeah, man. So that's. I mean, that's it. That is, that's this volume, and I, I mean, we haven't had this much fun. In a while. Like, I, like I mm. am grinning. My face hurts from smiling oh, so me much. me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, you know, like, I, it's not like I haven't had bunches of fun doing all of oh, these. Oh, absolutely. But this one, this reading was just such a pleasure. It was so much fun to read and so much fun to talk about. To discuss, yeah. Oh, oh, we just, we got so much pot out of this bitch. A lot, yeah. Um, and, uh, man, and I, like, and now we're really at the point where, like, I don't quite remember what comes next, so I just cannot wait to, to stop recording and immediately, instantaneously uh go and yeah, i'm gonna up, grab a sandwich and then come volume. back and keep reading mm. 
Mm-hmm. It's just it. Woo. Yum, yum, I yum, think, yum, yum, I mean, I yeah, don't so. know. It's going to be really hard for another individual reading to top this one in terms of like pure enjoyment. Because this has like, everything I want. Yeah. yeah. It has our intrigue. It has our characters. You know, it, it has our it has our plot. It has just enough little bit of action there, a little mm-hmm. taste. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is. It's so it's so good. Man, it's good stuff. Do we now that we kind of like wrapped up like like we the reading as a whole? Do we want to do any more specific comparisons between this reading and the last reading? Um, I think you hit a lot of them when you were talking about how okay. Lipsky worked versus how Verdamin worked. Yeah. Um, and I can't. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, don't have honestly, like I, I guess points. it's just. I guess it's just this reading works because of all of the stuff that's present, and the last reading didn't work because. Oh my god, pardon. Because that stuff wasn't present. I'm gonna die. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm borping. I'm it was a big old burp. Listeners, yeah. I'm not laughing at Quinn saying they're gonna die. I was laughing because it was because <laughs> of a burp. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, favorite Tenma moment. Uh, Tenma holding what's-his-face at gunpoint. Oh, no, 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 no. No more victims. That's my favorite Tenma moment. Uh... For me, it is probably better not to trust anybody with a gun. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we don't get a lot of Tenma in this reading, but... No, but the Tenma we get is good. Good stuff. Like, it, it, it's good. Um, yeah. Named character. Named character. Christ, we have so... Is it Martin or Lipsky? This is so the thing that's hard. Much. Yeah. We have so much to choose from. It's not even fair. Um... God, I mean, it sounded like a bad job. Or just just the entirety of Martin's, like, introduction. The Urasawa open on Martin yeah. is just, like, an all-timer. That is, that is like, noir character introduction done pitch perfect. Yeah. You know, as much as I love Martin, and I think he is MVP character of this reading for me, I really liked, in the storybook chapters, Lipsky saying... Do you get it? Do you know know what what this means? means? Oh, that's also so good. So we've we've covered both (laughs) both ends here. Ah, that's so good. Okay, minor unnamed character. I'm sure we both have the same one. Oh, do you think so? Because it's the guy who gives Tenma the sandwich. No, it's the it's General Wolf's men doing their salute. I love Sandwich Man, but the salute made me laugh very hard. No, it's the I love Sandwich Sandwich Man. Man Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And such obviously, a, cool who is rocking? It's uh, uh, misogynists who killed their girlfriends who are bleeding out in the back of a speeding yeah, car. Yeah, uh, bodyguards. Yeah, bodyguards yeah. This week, absolutely, not a doubt in my mind is that who's rocking. Um, very rocking cut so and dried hard. there. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Um, yeah, he he rocked he rocked that boat. He rocked that boat so hard his girlfriend fell out of it into <laughs> the grave. Um. Uh, yeah yeah uh so that's that's what uh, that's this time and then next time we're reading chapters 123 through fucking fucking 131 131 <laughs> i've got the wikipedia i have bookmarked a list of monster oh, chapters specifically smart. for you're this so yeah, smart did it yes a couple times ago. yes 123 through 131 that's going to be the first half of perfect edition volume 8 oh wow. my god we are 
We're we in getting, it. We are getting there. Uh, yeah. And with that, Matt, I really want to know who you are and maybe even more than that. I want to know where I can find you on the internet. Yeah, I'm Matt Fennell. Um, You can find me on the internet. My website is blarple.net, B-L-A-R-P-L-E.net. And I got a Blue Sky invite. So I am over there posting um, at mattfennell.bsky.app. There's like Quinn said last time, application's got two dots. It is doomed to fail. But um, I'm yep, I'm having a good time happening. making real bad posts over there. Uh, yeah. So if you're if remember you're back out, in the day when you had to write www dot before the website, you remember yeah. you remember that? So once <laughs> Google Chrome like got rid of that, I have yeah. I had a much better time on the web. <laughs> Jesus, man, I don't even. You would just think anyway. Anyway. That's my, I guess that's my old, I guess that's my old fart. Hey, you remember? Hey, remember when the internet was good? You remember that? You remember, you had to, you had to type www. For like World Wide Web. You had to type uphill both ways. <laughs> um, uh, Quinn, where can the people find you online? God, every time you, every time you ask me this question, it's always Because there's so many me. spots, yeah, and it makes you kind of have to think about, okay, where, what am I putting for, face forward? Well, I'm going to say first is uh, check out Quinn's game, any percent. You know, we've said it the past right. couple episodes. Right. Check out any percent. It's at 200proof.itch.io, right? 200proof.itch.io, yes. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, we can check out my TikTok, which I god you know i've been saying it for almost a year now and i don't think i've posted a single tiktok in that entire time <laughs> but check it out anyway the stuff that's already on there is good that's authenticity.trip um and that's that's pretty much all the places you can find me uh yeah we've got a patreon yeah. we've got it's a patreon at, uh, patreon.com slash gonna... boys quinn is Matt, going to be when do you want to do the um Oh we're right, gonna, we're gonna yeah, watch. You, we're gonna yeah, watch it when I'm when I'm. You're gonna be here, so we're gonna watch the we're gonna yeah. watch the fusion when you're yeah, here, yeah, okay. and then we'll let's record re- let's that record episode. A, let's record a maintaining balance before then. Get okay, that, get that out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a Patreon, and we're gonna be doing bonus content. We got maintaining balance. We're gonna be watching stuff that is uh, like formative for monster, um, and not too much longer. Only only a couple of well, couple only about four months. Um, We'll be we'll be starting on Pluto along along with the anime and gosh that's exciting, uh but yeah uh yeah this gosh I had such a good time on this one I had such a goddamned blast um thank you thank you guys so much for listening like not just in the outro sense just like man if you were here like sharing in like the the analytical joy with us like. Nothing but gratitude. Like, I hope you had as good of a time as we did. Because, man, what a ball. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for thanks for listening. And, well, <laughs> thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend. 